This is Tea to Green, Central Ohio's premier golf show. Now here's your host, recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award by the Southern Ohio PGA of America and Hall of Fame, Skip Mossick. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the weekend. After a soggy week, the weather looks great, and hopefully there's some golf in your upcoming plans. Speaking of which, another busy week in the golf world. The PGA Tour is in South Carolina. We will head there in just a bit. The U.S. Opens next week at Torrey Pines. We will chat about that as well as recap last week's Women's Open with Golf Channel contributor Ron Syrak. We're exactly one month away from the Fan Golf Classic. We'll hit the range with PGA professional Andy Montgomery, Director of Golf at Kinsale, the site of our event again this year. And as always, we have another great golf prize pack that we'll be giving you the opportunity to win this weekend as well. Details on that straight ahead. But we will begin this week with former Buckeye and PGA professional Will Grimmer, who's out in Wichita this weekend, still trying to grind things out there on the Corn Ferry Tour. Will, thanks for joining us. I know conditional status is obviously good and bad. Good that you can still try to Monday qualify in, but bad because you have to go that route as you set your schedule. I guess what's the hardest part of all of this as you continue to chase your dream? Yeah, it's definitely difficult process i'd say just really patience and and being willing to stomach failure um being willing to accept that you're going to go play some really good rounds of golf you know i've shot 64 and a 65 this spring that did not qualify uh you know i shot a 66 that did qualify so it really depends on kind of the week and the location and who else playing but uh yeah it's just that it's it's a roller coaster um and you know, you just got to stay patient and kind of wait for that opportunity and then know that when you do get the opportunity, you got to be ready to go take advantage. Yeah, you know, for people who aren't aware of this, how tough it is, Will, I mean, how many guys are trying to get in each week and typically how many spots are up for grabs? So on the Corn Ferry, they usually use two courses and they'll keep it around 120-ish players um, on each course and four spots at each qualifier. So wow. you basically have each week you have 240 40 guys competing for, for eight spots. <laughs> so it's it's definitely a challenge. Travel, I mean, lots of miles you have to log, Will, but it's got to be what what you have to do. How many miles have you put on your car the last year? Uh, just over twenty eight thousand. I got a new car in September, and I've already got twenty eight thousand miles on it. So it's it's been a lot of time spent on the road. Uh, but I, you know, you you learn to just embrace it. Like you have to. Uh, I mean, if I didn't love it, then you know why am I why am I doing this right? So you you have to. You have to love it. You have to enjoy it. You have to embrace the challenge. And, you know, I'm 24 years old. I got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of time in front of me. There's, there's no, there's no rush. It doesn't need to happen right now. Um, and I'm playing a lot of really good golf. And so, um, you know, you just, you learn. And I really have learned at the beginning. I wasn't patient. I was very, those first few months turning pro, you have success in college. You think you're going to find success right away. Um, but, that's just the reality is that's just not the case for a lot of guys. But as long as you feel like you're building a foundation, you're building a game that can be successful, uh, then as long as you're just sticking with it and continuing to believe in yourself, then you're eventually you're going to, you're going to break through and guys do it at different points. Some guys do it at 24, like a Kyle Morikawa. Some guys don't do it until their late thirties, like a Jim Herman. So it really, everybody, you know, look at Ryan Arbor. I mean, played Ohio state, had a ton of collegiate success, really struggled. And now he's turned into a, a fantastic professional career. So, Everyone finds their point differently, but you just got to 
stick with it and you know that that breakthrough moment can happen anytime former buckeye will grimmer our guest this morning t to green here on the fan and you're talking about travel will i mean you were mentioning you know last week down in south carolina trying to qualify this weekend you're in wichita what's the typical lead-in as far as your, your schedule with all of this do you try to get in a practice round and then and i guess is it just 18 holes as far as trying to get in yeah yeah it's, each qualifier is just 18 holes kind of just a all-out sprint um <laughs> Make as many breaks as you can, as quickly as you can. Um, usually, like to get in, you know, a day, sometimes two uh, ahead, just to you know get a practice round. Um, and then, really, I kind of put together my schedule and try to figure out, okay, you know, what qualifiers, you know, obviously the qualifiers are kind of the most important thing on my schedule right now because it's trying to get into uh, the Corn Ferry or PJ events. But then, you want to make sure you're still getting other tournament reps and so. Uh, I try to try to find that balance of I don't like playing just like every mini tour event you know on the calendar, but I like okay, hey, if I'm going to Wichita, then oh, there happens to be a you know a three day mini tour event in Missouri. Then like, am I going to go swing that and then go to the next site, or am I just going to go back home for a week and just kind of trying to figure out um, you know kind of what other events you can fill in your calendar. Um, you know, I'll play at uh you know, qualifier up in Detroit for the Rocket Mortgage in a few weeks. And if I qualify, then I'll be there for the weekend. If not, then I'll go play the Ohio Open up in Cleveland. Um, and so there's there's always, like, little filler kind of events that you can kind of mix into your calendar that I try to do as well. That way, I'm not just playing qualifiers. I actually have some, some money to play for. <laughs> sure. Another competitive experience. So, you know, Will, as you map out the rest of your schedule, I guess is there anywhere? What would you have to do to avoid Q School? And I guess let everybody know about the challenges leading up to Q School. Yeah, uh, no, basically, if you're top 100 on Corn Ferry, you you know you, you keep your card. Um, so, you know, at this point, having really not played, or well, I've only played two events, I've not um, you know made any cuts so far. Um, I'm. I'm very on the outside looking in on, on that one. Uh, you know, Kyle would need something to really get going here, ideally before the month of July, uh, just to kind of buy myself a little more time. If I weren't to get in, maybe let's say I got in an event kind of later in the middle or late July um, and play well, then, you know, probably would need, you know, just some a lot of higher finishes, you know, probably a couple top fives, maybe even a win, something like that nature. Um, but there are ways to get exempt from, you know, the different, like, I'm already exempt through, through pre-qualifying, so as of right now, I think I'd have to go back to maybe stage one. Um, but, you know, if you uh, play well enough, there, I don't know what the exact structure of it is, but bottom line is, you know, depending on how you do, you can you can get into, you know, stage two or even maybe even final stage of, of qualifying um, with some different finishes. And then also the, the Canadian Tour, um, that the border got shut down so that the tour isn't happening up in Canada, but they pushed it down into the U S and that's starting up in two weeks, two and a half weeks. Right. And so, um, that, that'll be a nice option as well. The, the top five guys on the end of that tour will get corn fairy status. And, um, if I don't start getting in some of these corn fairy or PGA events here soon, then I will go play a bunch of those just to try to make sure I'm, 
I'm getting in a lot of good competitive reps in. A couple of more minutes with former Buckeye Will Grimmer this morning. T to Green here on the fan. Will, wanted to put your analyst cap on now for a moment. Obviously, the golf world was abuzzed with what happened to John Rahm last weekend here at Memorial. I know there was some trepidation talking with some of the tour players about getting vaccinated, but does seeing what happened to Rahm and how much that, that cost him, does that get more guys in line, in your opinion, to go out and get that vaccine? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was personally was kind of anti-vaccine maybe early in the year and, and not so much like anti-vaccine it's more just just cautious right because it's like at the end of the day we really don't know what the covid vaccine really is like we haven't been around this we never no one's ever had a covid vaccine sure. before. so i definitely had some caution just trying to read and learn and of course you have people pushing vaccine people not pushing vaccine but it's all in my opinion, it was all just kind of a theory, right? Like, no one really knew. No one could see the other side of how this is going to affect us long-term. And so I had my doubts and concerns. Uh, but then I did get the opportunity to get the Johnson & Johnson um, in early April. And once I saw the PGA kind of release their policies about the fact that we would no longer have to be tested and no longer having to wear a mask and having free reign, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to bite the bullet and do this because it's, you know, it, it's done. It's done. And luckily, I, I haven't had any side effects after that first day. Uh, and I felt fine. And so, uh, you know, now I feel like it, it allows me to just kind of live freely and, and not have to, to worry about getting tested anymore or any other kind of limitations to, to life um, on the road, which is great. Well, I know you played Muirfield Village a number of times over the years, even given an exemption a couple of years ago into the Memorial. I guess, what did you think of the changes that you saw to that golf course? It looked great. I mean, I was on watching just on TV. I wasn't able to be up there in person, but from everything I saw and just from listening to, to players and talking to guys that I, that I know that played, uh, you know, just it sounded fantastic. I, all the guys raised the changes and uh, you know, it's kind of the beautiful thing about Muirfield too. Is I, you know, there's some places where you get you get worried, or you you're ruining something great. And, and Jack, you know, he's changed that golf course so many times over the years, and it's just it's always gotten better. It's never he's never made anything worse. And uh, you know, that's his baby, and uh, you know, he he's done so many great things there throughout the years. And and uh, it's just it's cool to see how it's evolved and changed, but it's never. It's never been tampered. It's never been tarnished. It's always seemed to, to have gotten better and, and cooler as time's gone on. Former Buckeye Will Grimmer, we appreciate your time. We keep pulling for you. Play well there in Wichita on Monday, okay? No, I, hey, I really appreciate the sport, and uh, thanks for checking in. And uh, It's great to have uh, Buckeye Nation behind my back, so I very much appreciate it. All right, PGA Tour is in South Carolina this week. Let's get you warmed up there with some chip shots. 97.1 The Fans, T to Green. Chip shots. Congaree Golf Club, the site of this week's event. Chesson Hadley is your leader at minus 11, 65, 66 the first couple of days. And coming off of a tough stretch where Hadley took a three-week layoff, says he's pleasantly surprised to be playing well. I definitely didn't see this coming. I missed all those cuts in a row, and thank goodness I had three weeks off. Yeah. Um, just to kind of hit the reset switch get out on the boat and just kind of forget about some things and spend some time with some family and I didn't feel like I played great on Monday for the US Open qualifier but uh, even in between now and then I, I changed a few things and so uh, it, it's nice to hit hit some good shots um, and the putter's hot so if I can just keep riding the putter 
she's a sweet girl, so I'll just ride her until. All right, uh, two back of Hadley is Dustin Johnson at minus nine, 65, 68 the first two days for DJ, who says despite closing with a double bogey on Friday, likes the way things are going. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, should the first 14 holes played extremely difficult, I thought, and I was playing really well. You know, with the wind, the wind was blowing pretty hard. It was really hard to get a good beat on it. I felt like I did a really good job, though, um, you know, controlling the golf ball. And, yeah, I mean, I'm pleased with the way I played. Obviously, it was an unfortunate finish. You know, just got a little unlucky there not to at least have a swing at it. But, you know, I'm still in a really good position leading into the weekend and still a lot of golf to play, but I felt like I'm playing really well. Tane Lee is alone in third at minus seven. Meanwhile, Harris English is part of a large group at minus six. 67-69 for English, who likes the way he's playing. Yeah, I've been, been kind of doing everything well. Uh, really starting with a putter. Uh, my speed has been really dialed in all week, uh, making some good six, seven footers, which you're going to get out here. I mean, the wind's picking up. Greens are getting fast. It's just uh, it's tough to leave yourself with uphill putts out here. And uh, I felt like I hit the ball well. Um, played the par fives pretty well today. Uh, it, it's tough. I mean, this this golf course is getting firmer and faster. Uh, I'm sure, right right where they want it. Again, Chesson Hadley is your leader heading into the weekend at 11 under par. Elsewhere this week, European Tour, the Scandinavian mixed event. Really love this format. A four-way tie for the lead. Carolyn Headwell, Rice Enoch, Alice Hewson, and Jason Schreibner, minus 12. They lead by one. LPGA is in Daly City, California. Daniel Kang, minus 11. Your leader there by one. PGA champions in Madison, Miguel Angel Jimenez, minus seven. Leads by two. Corn Ferry Tour down in South Carolina as well. Justin Lauer, minus 16. He is your leader there by one. All right, coming up, we will recap last week's Women's Open and look ahead to Tory Pines next week with the U.S. Open with longtime golf writer Ron Syrak as Tita Green continues here on The Fan. Whatever you're doing right now, just know that Bo Bishop is enjoying a sip of bourbon. Even if this promo is playing in the morning, no judgment. Ah, sweet morning drinking. The fan, now eligible for the senior teams. You're listening to Tita Green with Skip Mossick. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Welcome back, everyone. By the way, Tita Green has its own T-shirt available in the fan store. I actually saw a couple of those out of Muirfield Village last week, which was awesome. Go to 971thefan.com to check it out and get yours today. We have another great golf prize pack that we're giving somebody the opportunity to win this weekend. We have a free round of golf at the Players Club down at Foxfire. We will be there next week. Some balls from our friends at Titleist. A gift certificate out to the virtue, so you can go check that out. Some Charky Jerky. It's also available online at CharkyJerky.com and at retailers across Columbus. Plus some more fan goodies for you as well. Very simple to enter. Send me a tweet by 11 a.m. at Skip Mossick or go to 971thefan.com. You can find me on Twitter there. Do it by 11 a.m. Send me your winner for this week's PGA event in South Carolina. We'll do a drawing of all of those who picked the winner correctly. Again, just one entry per person. Good luck. And hopefully this prize pack will be yours. This is Backspin. Tea to Green. Backspin. 
As we welcome in now longtime golf writer, now Golf Channel contributor, Ron Syrak. Ron, thanks for your time. Let's begin with the Women's Open last week at Olympic. I know you were out west last weekend. Yuki Sasso wins it in a playoff, but man, have to start with Lexi Thompson. Unfortunate collapse on her back nine was really tough to watch. I know all wounds heal over time, but how long does this haunt her? Well, you know, it's not the first time she's been down this road. Uh, um, uh, her short game has let her down. I mean, it's amazing to look at somebody who's got 11 wins in a major championship, and yet she's sort of Rory McIlroy-like in that you still feel like she's underachieved. Um, and and uh, her problem is uh, her game from 100 yards in, and uh, it, it just it let her down badly uh, on shit. She attacked the golf. When I got there early in the week, I didn't think the Olympic Club would be a good golf course for her because uh, she doesn't, she hits the ball a long way, but not particularly straight. But she played an incredibly smart, strategic uh, 72 holes of golf. She, she uh, used less than driver frequently off the tee, made sure she kept her ball uh, in the fairway. But came right down to it. It was it was wedge shots, chipping, and putting that killed her. You know, Ron, an interesting question we bantered about earlier in the week. You know, her playing partners Sunday, Sasso and Megagane, opened their rounds so poorly. So, you know, she had such a comfortable lead. Do you think that that led to any loss of focus for Thompson? No, you know, I don't think so. She, she got the lead up to five strokes, and then she made double bogey on number 11, and uh, at that point, you could see that um, uh, Sasso, and then uh, not playing with her, but uh, in front of her, Anasa Hataoka, that the light went on with both of them. Hey, wait a minute, we're still in this tournament, or I'm still in this tournament. And uh, Hataoka birdied uh, three out of four holes, beginning at number 13. Uh, Sasso birdied uh, um, uh, 17, 16 and 17 and 18 coming in. And, uh, boom, all of a sudden, uh, the lead's gone. Uh, I, I don't think anything got to Lexi except the stuff that's, that's gotten to her, uh, over. I mean, it's remarkable to think she's 26 years old and this was her 15th hmm. U.S. Women's Open. Um, and, but, uh, as I said, um, uh, that putt that she had on 18, I don't know. She was probably about a seven footer to get into the playoff, and it it missed the hole by four inches. Um, you know, and I've seen that putt before from her. Well, those of a certain age will see the irony in that Olympic was the site of another major meltdown in the U.S. Open, albeit a long time ago, back in the '66 Open with Arnold Palmer. It's a course that can bite you no matter how well you're playing. No, Olympics not been kind to big names with big leads on the back nine on Sunday. They've had uh, uh, five U.S. Opens there. Uh, Jack Fleck uh, uh, beat Ben Hogan. Arnold Palmer uh, lost a seven-stroke lead with nine holes to play to Billy Casper. Tom Watson got uh, chased down by uh, Scott Simpson. Uh, um, uh, uh, Payne Stewart got taken down by... um, uh, Lee Jansen and Jim Fury got run down by uh, Webb Simpson, you know, so uh, you've had uh, uh, significant names, uh, top players who've had the lead on that back nine, and uh, um, it was taken away from them by players probably playing with lower expectations. Uh, I, I love Olympic. I think it's a really, really difficult golf course. The way the fairways are cantered, you've got to be able to shape the ball both ways so that you can bring it in against the slope of the fairway in order to try to keep the ball in the fairway. And um, 
you look at a score. If ever there's a golf course where the scorecard doesn't tell you the whole story, it was it was Olympic last week because uh, it ended with uh, two par fives, 16 and 17 are par fives, and then a 326 yard par four. And so you're thinking, wow, three birdie holes in the last three holes, and they're not. You know, if you can't drive the ball into the fairway and then try to hit those incredibly small greens out of the rough, you're going to make bogeys, not birdies. Ron Syrak, our guest this morning. Tee to green here on The Fan. A 19-year-old wins it, Ron. A 17-year-old high school student's in the final group. What does this say about the bright future of women's golf? Yeah, you know, I mean, what we're seeing is, uh, um, um, and, and, you know, the, the age story's been there for a while, and now we're seeing it coming from uh, uh, all corners of the globe right now. Um, um, uh, Sasso's the first person from the Philippines to win a major championship, and uh, um, uh, the uh, Magagani uh, coming in, she's not even a high school senior yet, and you had the love her attitude out there. She totally fed off the fans. She was not intimidated by, by the big stage at all. Uh, she's somebody who uh, I, I think is going to be uh, a significant star down the road and you know and, and don't forget you know um, Megan Kang from Massachusetts um, uh, is 23 years old mm. and she was hanging right in there till the end uh, uh, you know I think I've said this to you before and, and I, I really feel this very strongly the women's game and the men's game are in very similar places um, the men are waiting for the next Tiger Woods the women are waiting for the next Annika Sorenstam that player, that overwhelmingly dominant player, that king or queen of the hill is not there. Instead, what we have are incredibly compelling rivalries among a lot of other people. Any one of six or eight or ten could on any given week be the best player in the world. Ron, last thing on the ladies. I I felt bad for NBC. I mean, you have a major championship that runs long into a playoff. You're leading into live gymnastics coverage. Really a tough decision on what to do in that situation where you know you're going to get ripped no matter what decision you do make. Yeah, you know, and and for women's golf in particular, it's really important to be on network TV on the weekends. That's where you expand your audience and and draw in the casual fan. I mean, it's, it's always good that that there's Golf Channel as a backup, that there are other places to go. Uh, you can get golf on streaming now. But but um, when you're on Golf Channel, you're preaching to the choir. You're reaching those people who are already golf fans. You grow your product when you're on network TV, and you can reach that casual sports fan and make them see, wow, women's golf's pretty cool to watch. The other big story last week, Ron, was here in Columbus at Memorial. I mean, if John Rahm was in the middle of the pack or not in the mix, it probably wouldn't have been a big of a story as it was. But when someone's running away with an event like he was and has to withdraw because of a positive COVID test, huge deal because of everything that it cost him. In your opinion, does that make some of the other players really on all tours rethink things if they've chosen not to be vaccinated yet? Well, well, you would think so. Uh, you know, uh, I know the the LPGA has had one of the strictest bubbles of any sports organization out there, uh, short of what the NBA did uh, the last season when they played in the bubble in Orlando. But the LPGA has, you know, they they make it really. Uh, um, uh, they designate what hotels they can stay in. They tell them they can't go out to restaurants. They encourage them if they're going to pick up food to get fast food so they're not in any place quickly. 
they don't want them to have roommates. They want them to stay by themselves. Uh, they have some really strict rules out there. And uh, uh, I think that, um, believe me, the, the ROM story had a major ripple effect across the practice range uh, at, at the U.S. Women's Open. People were talking about it, and people were talking about, you know, that could be any one of us. And uh um, I, I think it's making, it's going to make, certainly going to make the players, uh, anybody who's not vaccinated, rethink their position on that. And we won't know for sure until midweek if he's clear for the U.S. Open next week at Torrey Pines, where you'd have to think he'd be one of the favorites, no? Yeah, yeah. I think Tuesday's his day when they decide whether or not they're going to, they're going to clear him. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, John Rahm is somebody who, who is going to win a major championship at some point. I, I, for several years now, I keep picking him in the Masters because I think that golf course is, is made for him. But, um, uh, he's, he's, he's got significant power and, and great, great touch, uh, around the greens. Uh, he's, he's got a complete full game. He struggled early on with his temper. He seems to be reining that in a little bit. We saw some genuine emotion from him uh, at Muirfield when he found out about the COVID test. Uh, that was, you know, one of the more heartbreaking things I've, I've, I've seen in sports in a while was uh, him breaking down in the 18th green when he was told. But, uh, I, yes, I, he's on my short list of, uh, of contenders for the Open. He's one of the best longtime golf rider, now Golf Channel contributor Ron Syrak. We always appreciate your time. We'll touch base down the road, okay? It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, my friend. All right, coming up, we're now just a month away from this year's Fan Golf Classic at Kinsale. We will hit the range with PGA professional Andy Montgomery from Kinsale next as Tee to Green continues here on The Fan. One is upside down on an inversion table. The other one's wearing a tank top without pants. Ready for your workout? Radio doesn't get any better than this. You nasty. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. The Fan. It's not even 10 in the morning, and you're already trying to flag down the beverage cart. Don't worry, we've all been there. This is Tita Green with Skip Mossick on The Fan. Welcome back, everyone. By the way, Tita Green has its own T-shirt available now in the Fan Store. Go to 971thefan.com to check it out and get yours today. We have another great golf prize pack that we are giving somebody the opportunity to win this weekend. A free round of golf down at the Players Club at Foxfire. We will be broadcasting there live next week. Balls from our friends at Titleist. A gift certificate out to the Virtues. Some Charky Jerky. This is available online as well at charkyjerky.com and at retailers across Columbus, plus some more fan goodies as well. Very simple to enter. Send me a tweet by 11 a.m. at Skip Mossick or go to 971thefan.com. You can find me on Twitter there. Do it by 11 a.m. Send me your winner of this week's PGA event in South Carolina. We'll do a drawing of all of those who pick the winner correctly. Again, just one entry per person. Good luck, and hopefully this prize pack will be yours. You are listening to Tita Greens on the Range. On the Range is presented by PXG. Nobody makes golf clubs the way they do, period. We are just a month away now, Monday, July 12th, at Kinsale for the annual Signature Cabinetry 97.1, the Fan Golf Classic, presented by Delta Dental of Ohio and Logan AC and Heat Services. Sign up at 971thefan.com. The Fan Golf Classic benefits the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer and the Urban and Shelley Meyer Fund for Cancer Research at the James. As we hit the range this morning with PGA professional Andy 
Montgomery, director of golf at Kinsale Golf and Fitness Club. Andy, so much has changed since a year ago when I want to say we were one of the first outings once permission was given to do so. How have things progressed for you guys out there at Kinsale in the last 12 months? Well, I think like everyone else, the last 12 months has been an up and down roller coaster to say the very least. Um, you know, last year at this time, we weren't even having events. We didn't know if we were allowed to have events. Um, and like you guys said, you guys were that mid July, uh, in 2020. And I think, uh, we got word from, from the state early July that we were allowed to start having shotgun starts and allowing people to, to, to play in the outings and things like that. And you're right. The uh, fan outing was the first one we held at uh, at Kinsale in 2020. Full day lined up again Monday, July 12th. Still some restrictions in play, two waves, limited groups. And, Andy, I know you all have some things still in place for everybody's safety as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's obviously going to be a goal for everyone. It's like you said, there's some limited numbers. Uh, but, you know, the best thing about golf is it's uh, it does a good job of being safe already. We'll make sure everyone uh, doesn't do anything to uh, put anyone else in harm's way. But as a natural, golf is, you know, pretty much takes care of that. Andy, we've talked about it before, but for folks who have not been to Kinsale before, how about that golf course? I mean, tell us about this Arthur Hills gem. And for those who have not had the pleasure of playing there before, let them know all about the golf course. Yeah, course is great. Um, it's it's really uh, well manicured. Rob Fisher uh, is our golf course superintendent, and he does a marvelous job making sure that uh, day in and day out the golf course is kept uh, spectacular for everyone to, to come play. Um, we treat our guests just like we do our members. Uh, anyone that steps foot on property here is going to get the royal treatment. And uh, when they get out on that golf course, it's challenging, fair, and uh, all of the above. So it's it's also a roller coaster ride. But but yeah, it's uh it's it's not too demanding off the tee. Go ahead and get your scramble balls out there. You know, knock them knock them down the fairway. But uh, when it comes to that second shot. That's what this golf course is all about. It's a fun scramble golf course, but also a great course to play your own ball one day. I, I know you guys have toughened it up and hosted various stages of U.S. Open qualifiers in the past. Yeah, yeah. So we've hosted uh, the local, the final, uh, and, and maybe one day the actual U.S. Open. But uh, but uh, but no, we've had the uh, the two stages. Um, we get the area's finest and some of the world's finest to uh, to come and play this golf course. And you know what? It held its own under both uh, circumstances. So we're proud that it's challenging. We're also proud that uh, we can make it fair and fun uh, for the average golfer to come play and enjoy as well. We mentioned Arthur Hills a couple of minutes ago, and uh, I know we lost Arthur Hills a few weeks back, but I love walking through the clubhouse there and looking at the various drawings that were done leading into the design. Is there any unique characteristics about a Hills design, Andy, specifically about his signature courses like there at Kinsale? Well, I'll tell you, you know, obviously the signature means that he was just on property uh, and it wasn't his company. It was him doing the design and him, you know, being on property and and having final say and everything. And you're right. Those sketches are awesome. Um, you know, if you catch the right one or two, they, he actually has like a couple sentences about the holes where, you know, he'll say, you know, for example, on number 11, you know, there's these three huge trees off the tee and he circles it and says, do not lose these trees, do <laughs> not lose these trees. So there's things like that, that you can kind of see, uh, it, it, you know, what he was thinking 
Uh, and he actually verbalizes it on those sketches. PGA professional Andy Montgomery, director of golf at Kinsale Golf and Fitness Club in Powell, our guest this morning, T to Green here on the fan. And Andy, you did some great work with our 10 TV brothers last weekend. Have to ask you about the memorial. How bizarre was last Saturday with John Rahm? Obviously, a huge story because of his commanding lead. But I guess the question is what kind of a wake up call for the rest of the guys on tour is this who haven't been vaccinated yet? Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, when Rom went down, everyone thought the worst. Um, you know, was it a family member, his, his new child, any, any, you know, all of those things went into everyone's head. But sure, I, I, I hate to say it was it was a relief to find out he only had COVID because you know obviously there's still some things there too. But but like you said, I mean, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate that uh, you know he had to withdraw. It's unfortunate that he wasn't uh, maybe taking better care of himself or getting vaccinated or whatever the tour policies were to avoid that. Um, and you know, some of those guys are, are, are okay with it. It's a personal choice to take the vaccine, not take the vaccine, but if it's going to cost you $1.6 million, um, you might want to, might want to reconsider that for next time. As a PGA professional, just curious your thoughts to the changes there at Muirfield Village. Oh, uh, they're great. I mean, my favorite is 15. Um, you know, what they did there that, you know, taking out that fairway. I mean, all you can see, well, you know, previous to this year, all you could see was that, that fairway hill, you know, mountain going up. <laughs> you know, to the top there and then, and then kind of going back down toward the green. Now you can, you really see through it. They added those bunkers on the right. Um, you hit it, you hit the tee ball and the bunkers on the right. It's a, it's a layup. Um, you know, you, you, you gotta be a little bit more aggressive down the left-hand side now. And, and I think it's also a much better second shot, you know, on the upslope, you know, hitting to either, or, you know, laying up to a blind spot, but, you know, you get on that upslope hitting to a, a, a blind green. Sometimes that gets a little tricky, but, I think that hole's awesome. I uh, love some of the other changes. Um, you know, I, I, you know, just the greens, the, the, some of the runoffs, number seven, how that runoff goes off the back of the green there where, you know, guys traditionally go for that green in two. And if they go just a little over, now all of a sudden they've got this, they got this problem to deal with. It's not just a, uh, an easy chip, maybe five or 10 yards off the green. It's going 15, 20 yards past the green. You know, speaking of changes, I know your general manager, Regan Cuevisto, is always making improvements to the club there at Kinsale. But yeah, how about the golf course? I mean, it's been pretty special since day one. Uh, I mean, a little bit of that, but I also think, you know, we're always going to tinker here or there. We added a tee box on 11 uh, a couple of years back. That gave us about 40 more yards. Um, now that holds almost 570 yards, where it was about 530 yards from the back tee. Um, you know, especially for the U.S. Open qualifiers we were having here, those guys would just hit it way down the fairway, have seven iron, eight iron into the green on a par five. So we looked at that and said, that's just, you know, for, for, for the best players, it's not really a par five. So we lengthened that tee. Uh, now it's, if you go over those trees to cut the fairway, it's almost a 300 yard carry to get to the fairway. So it really takes that, that angle out of play. So now they kind of go, got to go around them. So, now guys are hitting three woods into that green with, with the water surrounding it versus, you know, a seven or eight iron. So it, it, it's a big change. But you know what? We're always looking, like you said, our, our general manager, Regan, he's, he's always looking to upgrade the facility. We're always looking to upgrade the golf course. And we really just want to stay with the times. And, and like I said, have the, have the facility and golf course meet the, meet the needs of the membership and, and, and really, you know, hopefully propel us to the future of, you know, whether it's golf or clubhouse needs. 
uh, that we're prepared for all those as well. Andy, last thing, speaking of good play, how about the last couple of weeks for one of your pros on staff there and Bob Sowards? My goodness, top five at the Senior PGA comes home. He laps the field at the Ohio Senior up at Firestone. What a couple of weeks for Bob. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the members, just the buzz around the club the last couple of weeks just watching him. I mean, he also played in the U.S. Open sectional, so we had we had some guys following there as well, but uh, I mean, being a top five at a in a major, yeah. you know, um, it, it's it's incredible. I mean, I've known it for years. Uh, he's a tremendous player. Um, you know, to get on that Champions Tour, he just needs a break. Uh, you know, and, and and I hope you know he gets that break because he deserves to be out there. I mean, he's played in two events uh, on the Champions Tour in two years, and I think he finished uh, top twenty in one and top five in the other. So. Uh, he belongs out there. It's just a matter of uh, getting the status to stay out there, but he deserves it for sure. Absolutely. Again, Monday, July 12th, the date for the Fan Golf Classic there at Kinsale. Morning and afternoon waves. We'll be up there soon to do a show. Andy Montgomery, PGA professional and director of golf. We always appreciate your time. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, okay? You got it. Thanks a bunch, Skip. Appreciate it. Again, it's the Signature Cabinetry 97.1, the Fan Golf Classic, presented by Delta Dental of Ohio and Logan AC and Heat Services. It benefits the Buckeye Crews for Cancer and the Urban and Shelley Meyer Fund for Cancer Research at the James. The event always sells out. We're down to single digits as far as uh, foursomes available, so make sure you sign your team up today at 971thefan.com. All right, coming up, we will head back to South Carolina, where Brooks Kepka did not make the cut this weekend, but shared some thoughts post round on next week's U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. We will hear from Kepka next as Tita Green continues here on The Fan. Keeping you entertained with our vast selection of hot takes and play-by-play for over 25 years. Proud to be your home of the Buckeyes, The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Yeah, 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 sure. You're a 20 handicap when there's money on the line. A sandbagger's paradise. You're listening to Tita Green with Skip Mossick on The Fan. You have until 11 a.m. to uh, get yourself registered for this week's golf prize pack. Send me a tweet by 11 at Skip Mossick or go to 971thefan.com. Find me on Twitter there. Uh, send me your winner for this week's PGA Tour event in South Carolina. We'll do a drawing of all of those who picked the winner correctly. Again, just one entry per person. So I uh, do it by 11. Good luck and hopefully the great prize pack, which includes a free round down at the Players Club at Foxfire, where we will be next Saturday. Some balsamer friends at Titleist, a gift certificate out to the Virtues, some Charky Jerky, and a whole lot more. So again, do it by 11 a.m. U.S. Open next week at Torrey Pines. No doubt Brooks Kepka, who seems to always be in the mix at major championships despite missing the cut this weekend, 72-73 for Kepka, who gave his thoughts on next week at Torrey with the press following his round yesterday. Brooks, I know you did answer it, though, but what did you get out of this week? Reps. That's what I need. I just need tournament reps and, you know, trying to hit different shots in a competition and, um... I've missed so much of the season just with the knee where I feel like I'm already a little bit behind. But, um, yeah, I like where my game's at. I'm, I'm striking it well, uh, putting it well. So I don't, I don't see anything wrong. It's just, like I said, maybe a little lack of focus. And maybe, you know, these weeks before the majors, I start thinking about next week instead of where I'm at. So it's it, not an excuse, but it's it just needs to be better. If I need to be where I'm at currently, be more present in this tournament than thinking about next week. Uh, maybe just touch control, but that, I mean, that's just this golf course. You could get out to Torrey, it could be slower, it could be faster, it could be anything. So whenever I get out there, I'll 
it'll just make sure the speed work's done um, and not as not as off as it was this week. Brooks, looking ahead to next week, how similar or different do you expect that course to play versus what you guys are used to seeing in January? Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to get. Um, See what it. I mean, you know it's going to play tough. They're probably going to narrow the fairways quite a bit, so you got to drive it in the fairway because that grass, man. You put it in the uh, you put it in the rough. You're you're going to struggle. You do that in January, anyways, and, and you're already in a lot of trouble. But you know, maybe a little bit firmer than what we'd see. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they have it set up. You feel like it might be closer to what you guys have seen versus the course like Pebble, which is night and day February versus what you guys saw two years ago. Yeah, I don't. It just it, it all depends. I mean. They can do whatever they want with that golf course. They can saturate it, or they can have that thing rock hard. And um, I won't know until I get there. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting. I think it's going to play completely different than what we normally see. Brooks, I was going to say you talked about your focus. Perhaps that was the same last month. You know, missed the cut at AT&T, wind up finishing second, and really focused at the at the PGA. Is that just part of your preparation? No, I mean it's not. I mean I don't try to miss a cut. Um, it's I don't know. I just I. I just have a harder time focusing in regular PGA Tour events than I do majors. Majors, I know I'm locked in from the moment I hit the first tee shot. Even walking from the first, you know, the first tee shot to the ball, my head's still going on what's what I need to do out here. I kind of lose focus for a little bit. And you have to think Kepka and the feud with Bryson DeChambeau. You know that that's going to be a storyline heading into next week's U.S. Open at uh, Torrey Pines. Again, all kinds of great stuff there. And again, uh, very curious to see if John Rahm's going to be healthy enough to play and, and what how next week is going to shape up. That'll put a wrap on this week's edition of Tee to Green. Our thanks once again to uh, Will Grimmer trying to Monday qualify this weekend out at uh, Wichita. Ron Syrak for joining us. Andy Montgomery as well, PGA professional and director of of golf at Kinsale Golf and Fitness Club up in Powell. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend are coming your way next. For Bodie Wells, I'm Skip Mossick. As always, thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the golf this weekend, and we will talk to you again next Saturday morning right here on The Fan. You know, I'll be in church next Sunday Save me from those double bogey blues. This is Ohio State basketball coach Chris Holtman on your home for Buckeye basketball, the fan. The fan. Ohio sports destination.